What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Antler and Feather Co. podcast. This is going to be a little thing that I'm going to add. I'm not going to promise um, bonus episodes every single week, but it's something that I kind of want to experiment with, so just giving you a little extra content. Um, I think I'm just going to just going to call it, I, I thought it was stupid and I still think it's stupid, but I don't have a better idea. So I think we're just going to call this AFCO After Hours. Um, this is the extra content that sometimes things pop into my mind. Uh, and so I, I enjoyed having the extra episode, the live episode from TAC Michigan. So I was like, why not? Maybe if I have extra time here and there during the week, we'll record a short, uh, an abbreviated After Hours podcast. So What I want to talk about this week is for newer hunters. So you are in a good spot right now if you have not hunted um, or if you you hunted last year and this is your second year, you're in a good time frame right now to start preparing and getting all the hectic things out of the way so that you don't got to worry about them when you're coming up to maybe say a month away from the season starting. Um, If If you are a brand new hunter and you've never dealt with tags, licenses, um, any of that stuff, there are a handful of things that you do need to make sure that you have lined up so that you can just step into the woods in the fall and be ready to go. Um, Legally speaking, there are some things that you need to take care of, and now is the time to do it. For starters, if, if you're brand new, you may or may not know you do need to do some sort of hunter's, uh, hunter's education course, hunter safety course. Um, they have different names depending on the state that you're from, um, but you will need to do that. That is going to give you kind of like a basic hunter hunting etiquette. Um, mine taught me when I did it years ago, like taught me how to kind of work a shotgun, um, how to aim, uh, different etiquette, the gun safety uh, things like that. Um, it, it just kind of gives you a very, very base knowledge of the hunting world. Um, and then once you get your hunter safety course done, then you're going to be able to buy your tags, buy your licenses, all that stuff. Most state agencies will not let you buy that. Um, any of them that I've dealt with. So Illinois, Arkansas, Iowa, um, they're not going to let you buy tags without that course. So go on your local or your state agency website. Um, mine would be the Iowa DNR. Um, get on there and find out when they're offering these safety courses. Some are in person, some are online. Um, but one way or the other, that's a first step you're going to need to take before you can even think about going hunting. So get that knocked out now. A lot of times if they're in person, they have multiple scheduled throughout the summer. Um, Again, some of them offer them online. If you can do that, do that, Um, but get that knocked out first. The second thing I would tell you to do if you're a newer hunter uh, would be start thinking of what you're going to hunt with. Are you going to just start out as in gun season? Maybe you're just not really ready for archery yet or you don't feel confident enough yet. Um, Figure out what you want to hunt with. What's your weapon? What's your method of take? Um, if you're going to be shooting a shotgun, um, or if you have a rifle, if you have rifle seasons, um, if you've already got a gun, you know, you want to hunt with great. If not do some research. Um, I have always, my first shotgun I ever bought for myself was a Remington, uh, 870 express. I still hunt with that 
uh, if, if I'm doing small game or I don't really do gun season, um, anymore. I'm, I'm pretty, aside from Turkey, I'm pretty much all archery. But when I, when I did do gun seasons, that, that 870 express was a great tool for me. Um, it's a solid gun. It's a workhorse. It's a, a just a good pump shotgun. Um, I am not a fan of Mossberg. Um, that doesn't mean that they're bad. I'm just not a fan. It's kind of like trucks. You're either a Ford, Chevy, or Toyota guy, um, or Ram. I guess now I'm a Ram guy. Gosh, I never thought that was going to happen to me, but I'm driving a Ram now. But it's kind of like that, you know, or PlayStation or Xbox. It's brand loyalty. I'm just a Remington fan for shotguns, um, pump shotguns. Now, my turkey gun is, uh, oh gosh, what's it called? Stevens 301 single shot turkey. I don't know. It's the Bottomland Stevens 301 turkey version. Um, I do like that for turkey hunting. But if you're going to get into the archery world, now you need to start practicing. We need to start shooting every day or close to it. Get your skills honed in. Um, get your bow tuned. Get your bow set up to you and get a good set of arrows that you're comfortable with. Um, so all of that rambling to say, once we've got our hunter's safety course figured out, um, now we want to decide how we want to hunt. Uh, from there, you're going to want to look into the tagging system. Um, what tags, licenses, uh, different things are you going to need to make yourself legal in the woods? Um, a lot of times you're going to need, um, like in Iowa, I have to buy a hunting license, and then I have to buy a habitat stamp. And then I also have to buy the tag for the animal. So I have to buy deer tags. I have to buy turkey tags, things like that. Make sure you know, and please make sure you know for sure, what you need to make you totally legal in the woods. The last thing you want to do is step into the woods in good faith, thinking you did things right, and then get popped for some kind of violation because you didn't realize you needed a habitat stamp or whatever it may be. Um, If you're unsure of that, Um, I would highly recommend getting a hold of your state agency. Now, you can try to call the main office, but a lot of times the admin people or whoever whoever you talk to first, they may not have that information or they may not have full confidence in what they're telling you. What I would recommend if you can do it is go online and see if you can get the email or the phone number to your local DNR officer. Um, those guys are going to know exactly what you need because they're the ones that are going to be checking it. Um, they are there for that reason. Call them, email them, um, use them to get the information you need. Don't be afraid to talk to them. The DNR are not the boogeyman. The only time you should be afraid of the DNR is when you are not in compliance with the laws. Um, so use them for, for a resource, find out exactly what you need. Now, when you get that stuff out of the way early and you get it figured out now, now obviously you can't buy those tags right now. You can't do that stuff, but find out the dates when you can, and then it's not so hectic when it comes time. You're a month away from the season and you're not sure what you need. Um, Just give yourself the confidence of knowing, okay, I've checked all the boxes. I know what I need. I can just buy it when it comes available, and then we can just think about hunting. So the next thing I would say is probably to figure out what you're going to wear. Now, this is a, this is a topic, man. Um, camouflage, in my opinion, 
does not need to look like what we think of when we think camouflage. Um, I have this opinion. Um, I generally don't wear camo anymore. Um, there are other guys who are much more successful in the woods than me that, that share the same, uh, same viewpoint. If you look at guys like Dan Infault, um, he's, he's not head to toe in Sika camo. You look at Cody DeQuisto, he's not head to toe in camo. Um, guys like that, they, they basically wear flannel and, you know, earth colored clothing. I kind of follow that path myself. Um, generally all season I'm hunting in just plain like OD green pants um, or a darker t- like brown or tan something like that uh, and then my top varies if a lot of times it's uh, flat flat a lot of the times it's flannel like plaid flannel that is some sort of whatever the woods kind of looks like at the moment if you're talking about like into the fall where everything's turning yellow and red and things like that, then I kind of have that. If it's early, early season where things are still really green, try to mimic that. Um, but that pattern, that, that flannel pattern is going to break up your outline just the same as any other camo will. Now you can get into the debates with like, you look at someone like Sika or First Light or things like that where they, they claim to have some scientific reasoning for their pattern. Um, I don't doubt that. It's very possible that whatever they've got figured out pattern-wise, maybe it does work a little bit better. But the fact of the matter is, if you're uh, if you're new and especially if you're on a budget, don't get roped into the thinking that if you don't have that, if you don't have a certain camo pattern, you're screwed. That's just not true. People have been killing deer in plaid and jeans for many, 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 many years. So... Do what's comfortable for your budget. Hey, if you like camouflage, if you, you know, hey, we're hunters. That's, we, that's one of the ways we, we represent ourselves is wearing camouflage. If you like camo, by all means, wear it. If you can afford Sika, by all means, go get it. It's great. It's great stuff. It's, it's very high-quality clothing, um, but it's just not totally necessary. If you don't have the budget to do that, don't feel like you have to. Um, one piece of advice I will give for a newer hunter, and I figured this out now after three years, um, if you have the money and it can get expensive, and I understand this, if you've got the money to do it, one of the best possible things that you can, you can purchase and wear all season long is a merino wool base layer. You're going to have a top, you're going to have a bottom. That stuff is... There's a lot of things where it's like, oh, game changer, and it's not really. Maybe it's a little better. Maybe it makes a little difference. A lot of times this gimmicky stuff in the hunting world industry, um, a lot of it doesn't really work. Um, but merino wool, that that is a legitimate game changer. There is a night and day difference. Um, it keeps you very warm. It wicks moisture. Um, if you're wearing it earlier season, uh, it, it wicks the sweat. You're not hot like you're – I don't feel like I'm cutting weight and wrestling again when I'm wearing merino wool um, earlier in the season. Um, But that stuff is something that if you can do it, buy it. You will not regret it. It'll be one of the best purchases you can make um, setting yourself up as a new hunter. Um, Beyond that, we want to make sure we're legal in the woods. We want to decide how we want to hunt in terms of weapon um, and game animal. Um, mostly we're going to be talking about deer going forward. Unfortunately, turkey season's over, but get legal, 
get your method of take, figure out what you want to wear. And then maybe the last piece of advice I would give you is if you have private land, start scouting it now. Whatever you bump around right now isn't going to matter. Um, just get in there. Learn what the piece of land that you plan to hunt looks like. Learn what the terrain looks like. Learn where there's creeks and water and different types of plants. Um, learn, you know, figure out where your oak trees are. Figure out where different uh, browse things that, that deer want to eat. Um, if you're really, really new, you're going to hear the word browse a lot. Browse is specifically talking about vegetation that deer browse around on. They just kind of eat it here and there. A lot of times it's leaves and things that are closer to the ground. Try to try to locate that type of stuff now and then, you know, get something like Spartan Forge, um, a mapping app where you can drop pins on these different things, different, different uh, terrain features, different food sources, things like that. Um, if you're hunting public land, get on your get on your uh, game commission's website, whatever you want to call it, and kind of look what public land's available near you, and then get on one of those mapping apps, kind of look at it there, and get out there now. Because when you're out there right now, like I said, whatever you bump around, whatever you screw up, um, it's not really going to matter in the fall. So you can get a lot of intel right now that you can bring with you in the fall. And uh, that's going to make a huge difference in, in your uh, rate of success next year. So I hope that kind of gives you guys a little bit of a starting point in terms of, you know, things that you can be doing right now to get ready for, for the fall, for deer season. Um, obviously, if you guys have questions, uh, look me up on Instagram, DM me. I'd be happy to help you um, if I can. If not, I'll try to find somebody who can. Um, and, yeah. So, before we end, I want to leave you guys with one piece of advice as a newer hunter that I was given, and uh, I want this to stick in your brain because I made this mistake my first year. Uh, my first season, uh, first sit out, I see three deer. And I'm in Iowa, so I have in my head Iowa Giants. I have uh, three spikes probably 20 to 25 yards out. And it was early morning, lights just coming up. They're standing there screwing around. They start walking off. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, you know, what's this? I had a grunt, grunt tube because why not? And I grunt and they come back. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, ah, I'm in Iowa. I don't want to shoot one of these small deer. I don't think, I, I think I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. We're going to have something bigger come through. I didn't see a single deer the rest of the season. So my piece of advice to you um, is do not ever pass a deer that you wouldn't be happy to shoot on the last day of the season. If this deer that's in front of you, it's the last day of the season and you have unfilled tags, if you would shoot that deer on the last day of the season, don't be afraid to do it on the first day of the season. You're never guaranteed, especially when you're newer, you're never guaranteed um, opportunities on game animals. Don't pass them up because you want to wait for something else. Um, if you do have private land, you do know there are bigger deer there frequently. Um, maybe that's a different scenario. Maybe, maybe you do decide to wait, but if you're new opportunity, it's, it's not always there. It's not always glamorous like Instagram where 
these top hunters go out and seem to kill something every time they hit the woods, that's probably not going to be your reality. So make sure if you do get the opportunity to take an animal, take it because it may be your last shot. So we're going to finish up guys. That is AFCO after hours bonus show. Number one, like I said, we're going to do these, um, just kind of as I have time, I'm not going to set these extra shows on a schedule, but, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want me to kind of talk about certain topics, DM me on Instagram. Uh, we'll try to do questions, topics, anything you guys want to talk about. This is after hours. This is no structure. Um, and we will, uh, we'll see how this thing goes. So thanks for tuning in guys. We will catch up with you on the next one. Um, don't forget antler and feather Co. podcast, the actual podcast episodes come out every Thursday. Um, little tidbit, if you made it this far, generally they come out Wednesday night cause I, I work. So Thursday mornings, if something goes wrong, I don't want to have to try to rush and fix it before work. So usually they drop Wednesday night. We just call it Thursdays, but, um, yeah, make sure you're checking out the main podcast. Make sure you're following us over on Instagram at antler feather co. Uh, and thanks for tuning in. We'll catch up with you guys on the next one. This is the antler and feather co after hours.